Welcome to the Edge of the Sticker podcast with Brad and Bobby Frank. Hey, Brad. Hey, Bobby. <laughs> we're, on, we're on track Once again. again. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Oh, that's funny. How's it going? Pretty much status quo, I have to say. Kind of in the flow of the new year. Just... Uh, just doing, doing what I normally do. How about you? Yeah, about the same. Just working a lot, playing a lot of music. So it's all good. Can't complain too much. Nobody would really listen good. if I did. So <laughs> well, I would listen. That's <laughs> your job, I guess, officially. But I don't want to add burden to your job. <laughs> I'm willing to do that. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, I was thinking about depth. Um, in a weird context, your word of the year. So I'm working with this client that is a, uh, uh, it's a steel maker. They make metal and they have forges mm -hmm. and, you know, all sorts of just crazy stuff that's really beyond comprehension, you know, in terms of the scale and the stuff that they do. But, you know, you see those pictures of, molten metal being poured into a thing to make a mm -hmm. giant block of steel or aluminum. And that's what these people do. And it's a huge company and they make all sorts of things out of steel. And it, it in doing this research and reading about all of it, it occurred to me that, um, that, that was our family business, something semi-related to it with DAB. Yeah, Detroit aluminum and yep. brass. That's true. So I started thinking about, first of all, I honestly, besides knowing that DAB made engine bearings for what was then the big four automakers, Ford, GM, Chrysler, and AMC. So they made engine bearings, whatever the hell an engine bearing is, <laughs> and, <laughs> and however the hell you make an engine bearing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but all I know is that for our entire lives, that's been sort of a piece of, it, it's been a pretty important piece of the story. You know, yeah. the family company, it's how we got to Nashville. Well, they moved to a manufacturing plant down here and dad came down to run it. Yeah. But I have no idea what's behind that story. What's behind the company story. What's behind the product itself. Um, what they actually did. Like, did they have a foundry in their plant or they, were they also pouring molten metal into dyes and mm. creating this stuff? And so <laughs> It's like this this huge blind spot beyond, you know, that tip of the iceberg soundbite of, right. oh, yeah, DAB made engine bearings for the big three automakers. <laughs> 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 and it just struck me how remarkable it is that, that something that's so big and that's occupied such a big place for so many years, you know, in that tapestry – of who we are got really no knowledge of it. Do you have any, any deeper knowledge? Um, I mean, I have, I have sketchy knowledge of it. I know that 
our grandfather, Grandpa Jerry, that he had several patents that he created or owned that were a part of how these these bearings and these machines worked in order to create them. Um, I know that it was a company that was bought by our great-grandfather, I think in the 60s, that he bought the company um, and then had it as a family company for his kids to work in. Um, you know, as far as how they made what they made that I, you know, I don't know. Cause yeah. you know, the, the important part of DAB for us was always, well, that was how we, the family made a living. Yeah. And that's all we really needed to know. You know, it's like, okay, well, this is where the money comes from. And that was, that was the, that was the, the extent of the depth that was important at the time. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the company was sold um, back in 1981, two, Five. three to, to JPI, something like that, whatever it was. Yeah. I guess we were in college um, and we didn't know much about it then either because again, all it mattered was that was sort of what paid the bills. Yeah. Um, so for our, on our radar, that's the only blip that mattered. Now, Part of it was, I think, that we didn't have a natural interest in manufacturing or in engineering or anything that would have made us think, oh, well, this is an opportunity for us to to learn more about it or to become a part of it or to turn it in a different direction. It was it was never was that. And I, nobody yeah. of our generation or the generation really above us had that interest either, which is why it ended up getting sold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just, we, we have a very cocktail party, um, amount of information about it. You know, yeah. we can, we can tell that and that's it. Yeah. Um, the most important thing about DAB besides what it did, you know, why dad was there, but the association was, well, uh, DAB was, that was the thing that dad spent a lot of years trying to get out of <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't a source of joy or of fulfillment. It was, uh, you know, it was an albatross, really, for as long as I can remember. Absolutely. And and that, that goes to probably why there was so little enthusiasm about getting us anywhere close to it. Yeah. So we wouldn't, we wouldn't have been exposed to it. And, 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 you know, if it would have made something like, a tire or a power ranger or, <laughs> something you could see and you know, hold yeah. a video board or, or something that you could actually imagine what it did. But we have these half moon shaped metal pieces <laughs> that were sitting around and those are engine bearings. And I, I, could you find one in an engine? I couldn't even find an engine. You know? <laughs> I don't know how to open the hood, let alone how to poke around and, and find a bearing, but apparently they were important. They were necessary. You couldn't have an engine without a bearing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really funny. So I don't know. It just, it, it all sort of, uh, it all sort of clicked like, huh, 
That is that's really interesting. So I, I'm looking at the information about this this client, and it's amazing stuff. I mean, they've been around for more than a hundred years, and, and they've got this book that's like 200 pages long with photos and descriptions of all the stuff that happened in the last hundred and something years that show scenes that I could picture being the factory at DAB, you know, yeah. of stuff happening and. It's a family-owned company and, you know, I mean, probably paralleled what DAB was doing in many respects. You know, mm -hmm. DAB probably sourced metal from these guys. So there was probably a business relationship at some point um, between the two companies even. It would not be impossible that that would be the case. So yeah. it, it's like this crossover of of worlds um that it just came together or just you know the realization of that um made me also think you know how many other things are sort of part of the story that we don't really know the depth behind it but it's yeah we just we just take it for granted yeah. we said this is the way it is and and we accept it one of the ways that i think about how this works in in real life is the with the idea of a funnel and we may we may have talked about it but you know as as we sit here you in Nashville me in Houston um and we are talking to each other over riverside or whatever we're talking we're not paying attention to you know I'm not paying attention to the sound of the traffic outside my window or what the the wood of my chair feels like against the the pants that I'm wearing or how the um, the microphone wire is is kind of right up against my hand right now because you know I can't pay attention to all those things at once. I'm paying attention to the conversation and trying to listen and add to it. But so we have all these stimuli around us, and it's what we have to do is have a funnel that kind of reduces them to a manageable stream of information that we act upon. Mm -hmm. And so when that's a very cursory way of of kind of dealing with our environment but if you if you pick out any one of those particular inputs and dig into it there are stories and reasons and and background information that you know we you never have any reason to necessarily know but once you peel it back peel it off the edge it's like wow there's some cool stuff here and so mm -hmm. dab is an example of that i think yeah um, but that's true in our, in our relationships too with people. You know, we just sort of, the person that you see every day who, you know, is is making your coffee or who, you know, takes your ticket at the parking garage or who, you know, checks you out at, at the dry cleaner or whatever, th there's a whole life there that all we know about is, you know, hey, how are you? Good to see you again. Uh, and we don't yeah. give a lot of thought to it. So, um, yeah. In in our in our life in our in our understanding of our family, DAB is one of those things. Yeah, it's true. There's a. Uh, I'm looking real quick online here. Are you familiar with the word sonder? A so s o n d e r. No. So the word is sonder. S o n d e r, which means the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own, populated with their own ambitions, friends, routines, worries, and inherited craziness. 
an epic story that continues invisibly around you like an anthill sprawling deep underground with elaborate passageways to thousands of other lives that you know you'll ne- that you'll never know existed in which you might appear only once as an extra sipping coffee in the background as a blur of traffic passing on the highway or as a lighted window at dusk wow isn't that interesting <laughs> that is <laughs> so so where did you um where'd you come up with that word i was reading something and i saw it it was it was included in the story um so in looking it up it was like wow that's uh <laughs> maybe that's the word of the year i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> talk about yeah and it kind of goes to infinity when when you yeah. put every one of those interactions that has you know just these this these tendrils that spread out yeah that's that is it's sort of breathtaking isn't it it is i i had that same reaction i mean you picture the ripples <laughs> of every single thing that's you know we've talked about sort of taking a 360 degree perspective on on things but that that takes it to the next level you know yes of how those all interact and you know the impact that that even the smallest things could potentially have in unknown ways and ways that that will never be known so it points to the interconnectivity of everything it's it's a really interesting concept wow i feel like i need to just ponder that for a moment because it, <laughs> it opens up this wide expanse uh, that that is otherwise really easily ignorable yeah you know you, you, you walk you can walk by it and just we're so maybe so self-focused and you know got to get from a to b or pondering whatever we're pondering whatever the latest up or down in our life and we can we throw out the idea of being empowered empathetic or empathic but you know to really think about it like that person that we just cut off in traffic and why did we do that and what is going on with them and who are they going home to and what do they just have to deal with and what's their dab yeah. and why didn't they know about it and yeah i mean it, it really does <laughs> right <laughs> there's not really enough bandwidth to process that i think yeah and you know that person we cut off in traffic you know might have done something two minutes later, still thinking about it, that set off some other ripple ripple in a whole nother direction for somebody else passing yeah. by in another way. So it's like it's yeah. translated and transferred over. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, this got really deep. Sonder. So is Sonder is a noun? Sonder is a noun. So, so really, you could take you could randomly like close your eyes, spin around your office twice, open your eyes. And the first thing that you looked at, you could decide that you were going to just delve into that, whatever it is. If it's a pencil or if it's a book or it's a paperweight, and where did it come from? And mm-hmm. what's it made of? And how did, how did it get to you? And what were the, you know, who are the people that are in that company? And yeah, you could just, mm-hmm. you could talk about a rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, this is, you could find that with everything. Everything is that That could be really overwhelming. Yeah. 
It sure could. Yeah. I guess that's why that funnel exists that you were describing yeah. before. Yeah. Boy. I mean, I think, I think about, you know, the, the, the psychopathology of that would be like an anxiety or an, an obsessive compulsive kind of a, of a reaction, feeling like you need to be able to, to touch all those things and know all those things. And unless you do, and until you do that, you can't be comfortable. And that, that could be, that gets really, really hard to manage. Um, yeah. So it is a, it's, it's adaptive to be able to use the funnel because otherwise you really do get overwhelmed and we can literally experience it as we're talking about it. I think, um, you know, as we imagine what this might look like. So the, the funnel is not a, it's not a bad thing. It's something that we need in order to, to get about the day, but maybe being aware that there are, areas of our lives that we would like to defunnelize, that we want to go deeper, that we want to, you know, explore instead of just take the coffee, the cocktail table or cocktail party amount of information and, and call that adequate. That instead, but we pick and choose. Yeah. But if you don't, wow, it, it could get pretty overwhelming. <laughs> like I'm picturing that movie, A Beautiful Mind. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 Where, with all those um, connections on the board with the string and yeah. Yep. I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's the the visual representation of that that's going through my head right now. Yeah. Interesting. Sonder. It is. Hmm. So I guess for the, maybe for the people that are listening to us and, and for us as well, um, you know, look around and find your DAB. What do you want to know more about? Because for for us, for this particular this particular topic, we really have a limited amount of time to find out. Yeah. Because the people that know about it mostly gone you know, are now in their are they're either mostly gone or the or they're the kids of the people who are gone. Yeah. And they're in their seventies or older. Yeah. And you know, and, and none of them were involved with it, but they knew more about it than we did. So if we want to know, we got to ask. Yeah. So maybe we should ask. I think maybe you should ask and tell me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can ask. <laughs> I, I can try to get more information on that. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's what was going through my head today. It was sort of a meandering, saundering kind of a thing today, huh? Yeah, saundering indeed. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I was thinking of solder because of the, you know, the metal stuff to put the mm. two things together, right? With, And yeah. um, I would have been wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's one letter off. So it's, you were in the neighborhood. <laughs> I was in the neighborhood. It could also be Saunders, as in the uh, chocolate the syrup chocolate. that uh, that mom and dad used to like on their Sundays. Yes, it's still available at Central Market. No kidding, Sa yeah. Saunders hot extra, fudge. That was it. Extra, extra dark. Wow. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I hope that you get that occasionally. I do actually. And I get Werner's ginger ale every now and then, although it's been a while, and make a chocolate cream ale. Nice. Nice. Fago Red Pop on the side? I uh, haven't gotten any Fago Red, Red Pop, but I don't know if they, you know, I don't buy soda anymore 
I don't know that they sell it. Maybe maybe they do. I know they still sell it up in Detroit. Yeah. Rock and Rye. And oh, Fago all Rig the good Pop. stuff. That's, that's, that's right. Beautiful. See, we're we're <laughs> we're going down memory lane. And for the people who don't know what we're talking about, these are the <laughs> Detroit brands that were <laughs> integral to our childhood. <laughs> Absolutely. And A and W root beer. In a frosty That's mug. Right. The, <laughs> the actual A&W place that you would go and get the frosty mug. Yeah. Yeah. Good the, times. Gla- and they were glass mugs. Yeah. Delivered but they were frosty. <laughs> I mean, they were they, were, they were pulled out of the freezer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The more, the more recent ones that I've been to, and it's been years, but they were, they were plastic and they weren't frosty. But they, did uh. set, they served it in mugs at the, the place. Yeah. That's disappointing. Well, maybe next time I, mean, I, I next time I pass one, that no, the the frosty part was really important. Yeah, I mean that was kind of the whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the uh, tagline. <laughs> we what? Otherwise, it was just root beer, <laughs> right? Without the frosty mug sensation. I mean, right? How do you do it in not a frosty mug? It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. The mug sensation? Nah, that doesn't. That doesn't. Play. <laughs> you need both, right? <laughs> they go together. Uh, man, very funny. All right. Well, contemplate uh, Sonder, and we'll meet again next week. Sounds good. All right. Bye. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>